0: Yeah, until such time, I'll be wearing this here
1: mask.
2: Man in a mask, Grant Peoples. And Grant, I have to apologize. I'd much rather have you here live in the studio to play for us. But, uh, covid
1: yeah, well, we're blaming COVID for everything nowadays, everything from, you know, my dog having fleas to whatever it is, COVID's, COVID's taken the brunt of it, so we'll just put it on that as well.
2: Well, thanks for writing Man in the Mask. I've played it quite a number of times, and I'm really surprised that wearing a mask has become such a controversial subject, especially when you figure our lives are at stake.
1: Yeah, I, uh, and, and of course... Um, i have to give a I, that was a co-write i did with johnny cash <laughs> yes. uh, yeah I, i'm calling that my co-write with johnny cash yeah i don't you know the mass thing is it's um it's it's confounding to me how um, you know how we can uh how that has become such a political issue and of course i think and of course in our state uh we, we know that the a lot of the source of the controversy comes from on high uh I don't know where it's going to end as far as that this whole controversy goes. I don't know how we get out of it, but
2: Well, it has affected the pandemic has affected everybody's career more or less, especially people in the entertainment business. You you obviously couldn't tour for quite a while. How are you coping?
1: Oh, I've I've done very well. I've been very fortunate. I I found in March of 2021 I had a record that was got released in February of 2020, excuse me uh and uh, it got released and of course uh, i had 80 dates on tour for 2020 and all of that got canceled and i had one good little cry over that and then after i had my good little cry over it i, I found a little lightning in a bottle just something came to me and i started a tv program uh, that was broadcast over youtube called clay tablets which was kind of a variety show and i did art and music and Uh, uh, most of the art and music was not even my own I did poetry a lot of it wasn't even my own and and cartoons and interviews and we had viewer mail and all kind of fun stuff and that's what sustained me uh sustained me creatively financially intellectually and it it really kind of got me through the whole thing up until March of this year uh so I, I was very lucky you know I was very lucky a lot of people got knocked off the beam with this thing and and I had a little gift from from, from a muse and I, I was able to survive it.
2: I've seen a few episodes of Clay Tablets. It's a, still available on YouTube, Grant People's Clay Tablets. And I got to compliment you. The The quality is very good. Who, Whose studio were you filming out of?
1: Yeah, that was a studio here in Tallahassee called Winterstone Studio. And it's where I've done all my post-production work on my records, my mixing and mastering. And it's a it's a studio here that they do a lot of stuff with the NFL films and with the Florida legislature. It's a very competent studio. And uh, I did my first episode of, of in March of 2020 uh, here in my living room with the telephone and my dad, my 90 year old dad uh, saw it and he called and said, I really liked it, but if you're going to keep doing this, we got to spend some money. And so dad, uh, Dad wrote a, a check and uh, I was able to, you know, get a studio to buy a little bit of equipment that we needed and to help me make the, the transfer over to kind of going on, you know, kind of a fully professional production. And um, so, yeah, the, the pr- production values uh, were good and got better. And uh, I, I'm very, very proud of uh, that whole series and what we were able to do
2: with it. It's so nice to have your dad's support. Is, does he also uh, agree with your politics?
1: Yes. I mean, my my father is the source of all of that. Uh, he, uh, you know, my, my dad's actually from Miami. He graduated from Edison High, and uh, my mother's from Tallahassee, and so that's kind of how he got here, uh, working for the Collins administration, Governor Leroy Collins. I don't know if your listeners know about him but he's a very special man in 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 American history as well as is Florida history he was a progressive southern uh, uh, Democrat who you know grew up in segregationist uh, Tallahassee uh, and was himself a segregationist uh, in the early 1950s and dr. King uh, dr. King brought him around and he entered he was he marched uh, across the bridge uh, with dr. King in Selma and so my father, as a young man, uh, as a young attorney, having graduated from the University of Florida, went to work for him and became under his sway. It went from Governor Collins all the way way down to me, uh, as far as that kind of that world view went.
2: I I imagine Tallahassee at that time, back in the fifties and sixties, was quite a segregated city, and uh, so your father was quite an anomaly. There was, did he? Yeah, was he out of <laughs> place in Tallahassee? Yeah, he was out. Of, he
1: was somewhat out of out of place. Uh, uh, I mean, schools got integrated. My schools got integrated when I was in fifth grade. I, I have a song. I don't know. I, I'm sure you've never played it, but uh, <laughs> I have a song called. Um, how do I say this? It's called the N word lover. That's not the exact name of it, but I think you will be able to determine the, uh, the N word lover, which is what I got called uh, uh, when I was a kid on the playground at school. And I got called that because, you know, the kids that I went to school with, uh, you know, they heard their mamas and daddies talking around the dinner table about my daddy. And that's what he got called because he worked for Governor Leroy Collins. And, um, and uh, so that had, you know, that had an effect. Uh, you know, Tallahassee was a it was a conservative place, and so it was. Yeah, I was. I, he was an, an anomaly, and I was a little bit of an outsider, as even as a young as a young child.
2: Well, even now, I I know what you're saying. I know what that N word is. How can you sing? How can you even sing that song?
1: Well, I can sing it because uh, if uh, because that's it, it, uh, the this, the first line of the song says, "You are a N word lover." And I don't like your look. So, and then it goes on to say, well, that's what I got called when I was uh, on the playground at school, you know. So it's about my experience. Uh, you know, it got the, the song, got, it got ripped, it got taken off of YouTube. And the, yeah, it, it's, it's a really hard song to get played and get aired because it, the, the first line of it just upsets people so much.
2: Well, even the um, audience, even being in the audience, they imagine it would shock the audience.
1: Yes, and I've had people, and you know, that song, you know, when I recorded that song, my producer, Gurf Morlicks, he told me, he said, this song's going to cause you some trouble, and it's going to hurt this record, and I had a, uh, the record, I don't know if you know who Ruthie Foster is, but uh, she's a black artist out of uh, uh, Texas, and she sang on the record with me. Uh, we did a Bob Dylan song, and she we did it as a duet, and And so Gurf was really concerned, and he said, and I said, well, I'm just going to ask Ruthie what she thinks. And I sent the song to Ruthie. She hadn't heard it. And I said, I want to put this on this record uh, that uh, you're singing on. I, I would like to, but if you say don't do it, don't do it. And she wrote me back, and she said, no, I think it's an important song, and I understand it, and I think it should be on there. So that was the litmus test for it. But I have, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, like people said, yeah, we would love to have you play at you know X and X Club or at our house. God, the only thing I'm just going to ask you, please don't sing that song. You know, they don't want to hear it. So that it it has.
2: Do you has, do, you, do you get do you enjoy that reaction from the audience?
1: Well, you know, I mean, Woody Guthrie had something. He said, "What did he say?" You know, I'm going to make the comfortable uncomfortable and make the uncomfortable comfortable. You know, that, that was the role of music. And so I, I I think that that's part of my job. You know, I don't want to be, a, I think the word is anodyne. You know, I don't want my, my, my stuff to be, you know, like, you know, just kind of innocuous and make people feel good. And uh, that's just not the role that I've taken on as a, as a musician. There, there are people out there who do it and do a really good job of it. And i think there's definitely a place for that it's just not mine um i think i have uh, an ability to deal with irony and i have an ability to um you know know how i can work with that kind of technique and so that's just kind of how that's where i kind of plant my seeds and um so whether i enjoy it or not. Uh, I don't know, I feel, but, but when I do it, I feel like I'm doing, if, if it happens, I feel like I'm doing my job. Um, I don't want to, you know, th- there's another aspect of it, though, you know, it's, you know, and, I, and I've and I been asked uh, a lot uh, over the years to, like, do little workshops at, at Will McLean Festival, or at Gamble Rogers, or at the Florida Folk Festival, to do these, you know, do a little workshop on protest songs, and one of the first things I've, try to to try to emphasize is that you know that if you write a song that says you know stop killing the whales stop killing the whales you know that's not really a protest song that's kind of a that's an advertisement but if you write a song about a whale from the viewpoint of a whale who's trying to escape some boat or he's out there swimming with a harpoon in him and you actually write it from that point of view then that's a different kind of song, and those are the kind of songs that I really try to write, as opposed to one to stop killing the whales. I really try to one about being the whale, if that makes sense to you.
2: It makes sense. It reminds me of uh, one of my favorite songwriters, Jim Page. He he oh. would he would say something to the effect that a protest song is is what a six-year-old does when he doesn't want to clean up his room.
1: <laughs> that's exactly oh, man. I'm going to keep that one. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And so. Um, and I feel like you know that I, have you know, through study and practice and and copying other people and and uh, and you know, identifying songs that worked. In, I I've kind of learned to do that, and that's what I try to do.
2: Grant Peoples is on the line. Grant is in concert tonight at Luna Star Cafe in North Miami. Let me play a song of yours and. You know, I could hear the anger in your voice because I'm angry about this, too. But the insurrection was is not something that we should ignore, which it seems like, again, it's another political issue. Well, let me just play your song. Here's Grand Peoples, January 6, 2021. So
1: let us all remember Day and 21, the 6th of January, when the deadly deed was done. No, oh, they charged right up the hallowed steps, busted down the doors. They were shoving past and breaking glass spitting on the floors. It was an insurrection, the so patriots must stand and he the call for justice and the them you see me down. Because freedom's just another word for all we have to lose. Let the sons of bitches rot in for what they tried to do. Silent Q and on, crowdboys and boogaloos Just fascist, thugs and racists, a band of angry fools They were chanting words of treason, waving flags that bore the name of the lying lame The loser, the one who stoked the flame. It was an insurrection, so patriots must stand And heed the call for justice and let me know see me down Cause freedom's just another word for all we have to lose Let the sons of bitches rot in jail for what they tried to do By questioning the facts, remember it's bad faith and lies that led them to attack on the dark and day in history. Let it not be forgotten that a coup's a coup no matter who, has planned the evil plot. It was an insurrection, so patriots must stand and heed the call for justice and let leaders see me down. The freedom just. The of bitches Rod in jail For what they tried to Hang the sons of bitches By the neck For what they tried January 6th,
0: 2021
2: That's Grant Peoples Grant, when you sing that song Do you get a negative response?
1: No uh, Of course, I have a um... That song's fairly new. And I've only, uh, I've actually, people stand up. I don't know if I've ever had a song where people actually get like in the middle of the song will get out of their chairs and stand up uh, and clap. Um, I've never had a song where people would do that. Um, Of course, (laughs) uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna be playing uh, right after I'm, Next week, actually, I'm going to be in uh, playing at the uh, Riverhawk Music Festival, and so when you play festivals, you get a little bit more plurality in in the audience. You get a little bit more of a mix, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how it, uh, it, how it goes there. But in the the smaller venues that I've been playing, it's it's gone over well.
2: Well, getting back to the January sixth insurrection and the attack on the American Capitol. I'm all for a protest, and although these folks were misled, they don't believe they were misled, and they were protesting.
1: But the only thing is, you don't get to break down the Capitol door and and, and express those feelings in the lobby of the Capitol uh, without permission. It was a, it was a full-on frontal assault on democracy, is what that was. Uh, and it was definitely supported by the by the administration that was in power at the time. It was planned by them. It was held on that on that day because of the, because of what was going on in the capital. It was orchestrated. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a shirt that I'm getting ready to put out right now. It says something that, uh, you know, uh, a failed insurrection uh, without consequences is a training exercise you know and if 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 we do not if we do not prosecute this if we do not hold these people accountable all of them from the top right down to the bottom then essentially if, if if you read what happened you know it's essentially what happened at moncala in in cuba i mean with with fidel castro you know i mean he was they tried in 1956 they had an insurrection at moncala and you know. There were no consequences. It was essentially a training exercise for what became that revolution. But depending on whatever side you are on, that I mean, I'm not saying it was good or bad. I'm just saying that it was a that was a failed insurrection. Montcallo was, and it ended up being a training exercise. It what it's what taught them what they needed to do in 1959 when they came back. So you're and, saying uh,
2: that that could happen again if, if?
1: Oh, absolutely. This this not only would happen again. This it's part of the process. Of, it's part of the what did they learn from this you know well one of the things that they learned is that they can get away with it there was just their first battle that's it's the beginning Is what it is it's it's the beginning of something much larger larger much more nefarious and with even deeper uh and and more troubling consequences
2: grant peoples is on the line well let's let me change the subject real okay. quick uh because when I looked at your website, and uh, I mean, I know you as a, a songwriter, and you probably have about six or seven albums out now, but on your website, you've, you've taken a different direction and started writing. Is is this something new for you?
1: No. This is actually me kind of going back to to something that I had... Uh, uh, one other thing that I had failed at and never <laughs> been able to uh, to going back and see if I can... Uh, uh, but no i started out as a writer when i went to college uh, you know i thought i was going to college to uh, major in english and study literature and take creative writing courses and be a writer and um, and at that time when i when i was in school i started messing around with the guitar and started messing around with songs so the writing thing is something that goes back way further than the music and i'm it, but during the pandemic because of doing the clay tablets program and i was doing a lot of writing you know the pump got primed a little bit and then i had some ideas for some stories and so at the end of the pandemic and which is i'm calling for me the pandemic kind of that that whole thing shifted again in uh april of this year as i i kind of came out of it i was vaccinated i kind of came out of it and started moving around a little bit more i transferred over to my people who had supported the clay tablets program got them interested in these stories I was writing. And so that's what I've been doing now. And I'm on a a one-year thing of uh, releasing a short story every month. Um, And I'm also doing an audio version of it as well and uh, sending these out to my patrons. And this is what I'm working on these
2: days. Uh, Well, I've seen your performance a number of times. You're a very captivating performer, and I'm glad to see you start touring again. Do you have any trepidation do you have any fears going forward
1: i think this is one of the things that's really come up in this whole pandemic is this you know we all want these absolute truths like this is the way it is okay now i'm going to wrap my arms around it and i'm embracing this is the truth and this is the facts and the pandemic has should have taught us that that's just not how this is you know we we on a day-to-day basis we have to go with the best information we have You know, and we thought we were out. We had one hot minute back there in in June where we thought everything was over. And then the Delta variant came back and something else might come back again, you know. But right now I'm kind of loosening up. I'm keeping my eye on the horizon and I'm feeling very good about the way things are going.
2: Grant Peoples is on the line. He's doing a show tonight. So it sounds like you have hope.
1: As far as this virus, yes, I have hope. And I've always had hope. Uh, as far as did I think vi- the virus was, was going to wipe us out or anything? No, my you know, my concern has been about our reaction to it. And the truth is, Michael, my concerns as, as far as dealing with hope or uh, lack of hope, uh, it's not. You know, the pandemic and this virus are way down on the list of the things that I'm concerned about. You know, I'm still way more concerned about the environment and and climate change. I think that's the biggest issue we have. It's way bigger than this pandemic. Um, So many of the problems that we have nowadays, we're just starting to, you know, all of these people at our border in Mexico, what's happened, you know, uh, the problems in Haiti are environmental, the problems throughout Central America, where I lived for 11 years, as you know, and all of those people coming up out of Central America trying to get out of there. So much of that is related to climate change and environment. That area, I tend to be less hopeful. But as far as as far as you know, a virus. Look, we've been whipping viruses since during the revolution. We had figured out know, the American Revolution. We had figured out how to how to whip the smallpox virus. As a species, we can handle a damn virus coming up.
2: Can we handle uh, the environmental issues?
1: They're, they're much larger. They require sacrifice from everybody. And they require being concerned for the long term by everybody it, it requires us giving up stuff it requires us wanting being willing to pay more for gasoline of buying less crap made out of plastic and it requires us changing how we live and what our values are and and there's a lot of uh, religiosity if that is even a word that's in you know that it would so much of uh, i think that uh, of the problems we have with the environment are based upon worldviews that come from our, our religious traditions, you know, that this planet is here and we have dominion over it. That's what the Bible tells us, that we, you know, we were created and the earth was given us. We have dominion over it. It's all here for us. You know, and we're supposed to populate it. That Those are harder things to overcome than just, you know, getting people to wear a mask and getting a shot.
2: Grand People's is in concert tonight at Luna Star Cafe starting at seven o'clock. Tell me why you wrote Love and Understanding
1: Well, I wrote love and Understanding I gotta tell you I wrote Love and Understanding right after I had uh written the January sixth song. It's kind of this they're kind of the bookends you know what I mean one is january the January sixth song is it's me being angry. Uh, it, it is me being angry. It's an angry voice. It, the, the solutions are that, that, that are proposed kind of in the song border on violent, border on the physical. And then so I just this the love and understanding was kind of like, I don't know, me just kind of coming out of that hangover of having written that song. There are polar opposites as far as sentiments go. And yet I feel like they're not necessarily contradictory, you know. It's from an artist's point of view, we can, we can we feel it all, you know. We feel the good, we feel the bad, we feel the anger, we feel the love. And so they are, they, they kind of, it was not intended to balance that song out in any kind of public way, but in an interior kind of way, yeah, that's what it
2: was about. Grant Peoples, here is Love and Understanding. What a little love and
0: understanding Be asking too much To want to feel a real connection To be in need of that human touch Though the sky is all chock full of stars There are still those stormy nights When some love and understanding Would sure be nice Seeing life through the eyes of another man Well, it's a function of the human heart We only get a grip when we lend a hand So man, we've been drifting apart How we went so wrong while
2: holding
0: on And we lost our way in flight We need some love and understanding to get things right Feelings the vision and bitterness, it was a promise and beginning, but somehow it's come to this. Yes, we tripped and stumbled in the dark, and somehow we got off track, it'll take love and understanding to bring us back We need love and understanding to bring